I've realized what you're doing to me. What am here. I doing to you, Jack? I, it took me a while to figure it. It's taken me five episodes to figure it out. What? Your Remains of the Daying Me. Oh, okay. Remind me what that is. Have you seen it or read it? No. It's Anthony Hopkins? Yeah, it's it's vaguely familiar, but I don't think I... It's I Anthony I Hopkins. I like, passing knowledge of it. And... Uh, the British lady who's in all the things. She's um, ah, yes. uh, Eleanor Dashwood in Sense and Sensibility, I think. I think it's her. Is it, um, is she a dame? No, she's not a dame. Okay. Is it, um, what's her face? Yes, it's what's her face. Uh, um, the one British actress who everyone knows? Yes, that's what I said. Um, her name is, gosh, I can picture her face so clearly. You're literally Googling it right now. I'm trying to figure out her name. <laughs> okay well it doesn't matter what's who was the character you said she's eleanor dashwood in sense and sensibility and i i'm pretty sure she's emma thompson yeah i think she's in remains of the day but yeah. do you do you know the premise of it um no i think it's a katsu ishiguro novel okay um, i've only seen one movie about a ishiguro novel and it's that one with all the clone kids who yes yeah yeah, yeah, live yeah. In the clone facility yeah um that's and it's kind of it's 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 mournful in the same way but the premise of remains of the day is that anthony hopkins um is a repressed british butler okay and emma thompson i hope it's emma thompson it could be another british actress in which case i apologize to that actress if she's a listener um emma thompson is like the new maid and he like his one thing that he does that he likes is uh he like reads these like saucy romance novels. Okay. But he keeps sort of it to his, himself. His naughty thing. Yeah, but it's like he wouldn't he's repressed, so he like wouldn't want anyone to know about it. It's like this side of himself that he never shows. Okay. And then she like talks to him about it or she thinks it's cute and it like fucks everything up. That's my memory of Do it. They it's fuck? been a long time since I seen no, it's like it's very repressed. Oh, okay. but but I I realized today because I was like I was like hug I was like oh sorry I've got to work like yeah, I can't I've hang out to, to I've do. got I've got work to do and I went into my study and I put on some you know like some your library you could still smell my scent something I could listen to on that like wouldn't be too distracting like some jazz yeah that so I could get really get down to work yeah and it was like read this saucy novel. And I'm a old man with a, a child. Yeah. And I'm Anthony Hopkins in Remains of the Day. I'm reading these like saucy you got a fucking. Yeah, I got a mortgage. You don't have time to be sitting down reading saucy novels. Probably like yeah, getting a little hot under the collar. And you and I'm getting hot under. I'm getting revved up. Yeah, you're getting revved up. Yeah. You're calling your wife in. Yeah. <laughs> you're like I'm getting revved up, and she's like, well. Yeah, I'm busy it. too. I also yeah. work from it's home. It's the middle of the work day. <laughs> Dear, <laughs> some of the work I've been doing lately I has got me rather me revved up. Quite too messy. 
But you're remains of the daying me. I, it's a, this like secret How, this shame. Is, I this have. is is this my doing? Yeah, you made me do this. It's well, your we idea. Had so much fun reading the governance game. I know, and they're so fun. These books are fun, and we read a book this week called Unmasked by the Marquess. Yeah, or I would say Marquess. By Cat Sebastian. Yeah, it was a good one. Um, Marquess, right? You Brits pronounce everything so weird. Well, it's also spelled Marquess. Yeah. But that's because British people pronounce Marquis wrong. <laughs> right? It's called Unmasked by the Marquess by Cat Sebastian. But here's the thing about Unmasked by the Marquess is yeah. it's... A return to form. Yes. We're back. We're back in the Regency. In the Regency subgenre, which so far, yeah. Jack, and I've yeah. only read five of these. Yeah. Six, counting the governess game. Yep. So far, Regency is my favorite. There. Yeah. There it is. And we, I said it too. I say it too. I say this yeah. too. I say what you've said too. My favorite so far. I, like I mean, quaint, I like them all. I like how quaint the sex scenes are. Yeah. It's not like these modern sex scenes where they're all like- on their iPods or whatever. It's like, like it's like Jane Austen, but with like, doing it. It's like Jane Austen and with doing no it. And there's no beeping and booping. There's no beeping, beeping and booping. None at all. And there's no. but there's lots of horses. Lots of horses. Yes. Yeah. Yes. 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 Um, this was love in the time of horses. Let's talk about this because we. So it's uh, I'm Jack Shepard, Tanner, yeah, and it's Strange Bedfellows, and. This one's by Cat Sebastian. We talked about this a little bit um, last week. Cat Sebastian is what you would call um, a cat named Sebastian if there was already a Sebastian in your family, right? Or if you're a little, if you're a little quirky, yeah, you would call the cat Sebastian. You would call the human, human Sebastian, a human Sebastian. Yeah, but in this yeah. case, I think what's happened is that there's already a Sebastian, and so when people come over and they say, and you say like, "Oh, Sebastian got into the tuna," people be like, "Which Sebastian? Oh, Cat right. Sebastian." Right, and I still we my Jamie and I had a cat named Meg who passed yeah. a few years ago. Yeah, and Jamie has a very close friend named Meg, and anytime she starts to tell me a story about Meg, it's to this day, <laughs> yeah. I will say, "Wait, which Meg?" <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Cat Meg or person? Cat Meg? Yeah, exactly. Well, In fact, so she calls me, her friend Meg person Meg to me. Person Meg, exactly. This is proves ex- my point. Yeah. Uh, but so, if you uh, have noticed, the cover of this novel uh, has a, a little blurb on the cover by our friend, Tessa Dare, who wrote The Governess Game, which we love. Oh, she is our friend, right? Yeah. I mean, in that we liked really liked her book, The Governess Game, an- another great romance novel. I think there's a chance that- And we're getting- Actually- We're becoming real experts, aren't we? Because we just know that- I was like, oh, Tessa Dare, of course, I know who that is. It's it's already happening. Oh, we're becoming yeah. experts. We're- we're we're insiders now, but have, did you see this what, podcast is going to become impenetrable? Yeah, that, unlike, that's what we want. Unlike Robin, <laughs> okay, there we go. Book, it was very okay. penetrable. Yes, because they do uh, penetrative sex. Yes, yeah, we'll yeah. get to that. Yeah, um, but did you see what Tessa wrote? No, please. Shall I say it on the cover? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's well, what Tessa. The audiobook doesn't have a cover, okay. so here's what Tessa Dare has said about Cat Sebastian. Cat Sebastian has a place on my keeper shelf. Oh, cats do love shelves. Yeah, so I think this is Tessa Dare's cat. They like knocking things off. Yeah, it's cute. You know, they go up there and they do their little... Yeah, it's Cat Sebastian. They just watch it fall. So by the process of deduction, that must mean that Tessa Dare has someone else called Sebastian in her family. Yeah, yeah. Maybe yeah. she's... Maybe it's a brother. Yeah, and this concludes that thought. Okay. 
Is that a yeah. segment? No, it's just a thought that I had. Okay. Cat Sebastian, it's cute. Segment. It's cute. We loved your book, Cat Sebastian. It was great. We really yeah, enjoyed it. Yeah, it was fun. It was yeah. a fun one. Um, how do we even describe these books? I described the last one. No, you didn't. And don't lie, even lie to me. I know you. I know I did. Did you? Yeah. I'm happy to do it again. I mean, I can take a run at it. You want to take a run at it? Yeah. We do it in 90 seconds. What we do is we put 90 seconds on a big bad clock. Do you think I can remember any of the names? Uh, I can say them to you. Alistair DeLacy, 8th Marquess of Pembroke. Charity Lord Church. Pembroke. And Louisa Selby. What's Charity Church's man name? Robert. Uh, Robert Selby. Selby. Or Robin. Yes. I think Robin, Robin. is what, what Charity Church... There's a little note at the end. Charity Church is a non-binary character, and there's a note at the end by Cat Sebastian, which is that... Um, Cat Sebastian has raised the issue of should we say they or she, um, right? But Cat refers to Charity Church as she. But Cat's point is that Robin is the preferred. That's what what makes I think Charity Church happiest is being called Robin. Robin, right? Which is the name that is bequeathed upon her by her lover, yeah, the rich Lord Pembroke. That's right. Um, and uh, so what, bisexual man, yes. Who, it has complicated feelings about his attraction to this dashing young man named Robert Selby. Yes. Let's um, have you describe it. Uh, I think we do. what we do is I put 90 seconds on a big bad clock. Uh, something you might like to know before we get into it, the girl version of Marquess's Marchioness. Marchioness? Marchioness. Marchioness? Has that ever been a thing? Yeah. It's what the girl okay. is. It, it comes up. I think you're going to have to work on referring to all women as girls, but let's <laughs> move on to me describing this book. Okay, I'm going to give you 90 seconds. During those 90 seconds, I would like for you to describe every single thing that happens in this novel. Yes. Okay, ready? Yes. Set, go. There is a young debutante uh, on the scene in London who is looking for a match. It's She's a, a lovely young lady named something... Something. Louisa. Louisa Shelby. Selby. Selby. Um, she has been brought to the city by her brother, the oh. dashing and oddly effeminate uh, Robert Selby. Uh-huh. And they go to a party and they meet a cranky man called Lord Pembroke. And uh-huh. Lord Pembroke is quite taken with Robert Selby and decides to give Robert Selby the nickname Robin and... Sort of court Robin in a way that, like, you know, he's he's openly not openly, but like, he's he's happily bisexual, so he's not afraid to to be with a man. But uh, you know, he he it's it's not exactly part of polite society back then. So he he has some confusing feelings about Robin. Um, eventually, discovers that Robin is not Robin, but Charity Church, who was uh, engaged to the young Robert Selby, but unfortunately he passed and she took his place, went to Cambridge, and then began taking care of his sister and trying to marry her off so that they could have and time. Uh, this estate in the countryside. Okay. You didn't, you kind of, you really slow, you took it real slow. slow. With I didn't realize I was being timed, honestly. Really? I thought it was just a conversation between two friends. Okay. The all all this stuff about the ninety second the big bad clock just kinda paying attention. When I said okay. 
That's fine. Yeah. Um, let's see. I feel like there's a little bit more we need to get into. Um, the Marquess of Pembroke. And actually, Alistair, they don't want the estate. Alistair's a, 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 a cantankerous old meanie. He doesn't know how to love. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't know how to love. And um, the um, charity church. Um, AKA, well, his dad. Yeah. His dad was quite a lover. His dad was a lover. The former and, Lord Pembroke, and, and sort of sired a lot of of illegitimate children and sacrificed his good name in order to live quite happily with his mistress. Yeah. And, but then, so this cantankerous old Marquess who is likely unlikely to ever find love, um, is way above Robin, nay charity church. Yeah. And so it's his searing attraction for her transcends a lot of his cantankerousness and his uh, difficulty with class boundaries, which is kind of endemic to the time. Yeah. And I think that's the that's the bulk of it. That's the book. He's got two sisters. Yeah, he's got uh, two, and, two and illegitimate he's trying sisters. Trying to decide whether or not he wants to pay for them to become ladies. It's good. Um, we'll leave it at that. I thought we could do a segment, please. God, I love segments. Okay. Well, this one involves you. Okay. I'm here it's for a, it. It's this little segment that I um, I took some time and I took a lot of um, I wrote down a lot of notes from this book. And the segment we're going to do is called Regency Romance Mash. Oh, okay. Like mash like. Mansion, apartment, shack, house. Tanner's doing the. um... Oh, this isn't mash. Yeah, okay. It's a it's an audio medium. He's doing the thing where Here. like your hands go in and out. Yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> I get it. I get it. I could see it. People can't don't know, even from the the clicking that you made, it's not helpful. <laughs> you know that thing where with its paper and you look in it, you know yeah. it's like a pyramid it's like a type thing. Teller. It's yeah. like that but not that. It's actually mash. Yeah. Mash stands for mansion, apartment, shack, house. So what how do we do this? Here's what I've done. I've written down a number of things that all are taken from this book. Spouse, spouse profession, living situation, profession, and ride. Okay. Um, and I'm going to give you two for each of your own. Okay. Um, and then we'll see what your, what, how your Regency life is going to end up. Okay. Sound good? Yep. Okay, so you can pick two spouses. Of pick anyone? T- uh, yeah, who do you want? My spouse. That you want to marry. Okay, so Jamie, that's number yep. one. Okay, and who else? Anyone? Anyone in the world. <sighs> if Jamie I died, have, I, guess. I have an answer. I'm just worried it's not the right answer. Okay. Well, is the, there any you, is there wrong answers? No, there's no wrong answer. I just okay, want to. I want to. Okay. Two J's. Jar Jar Banks and Jamie. God, the adventures you'd have together. Yeah. Okay, so I need two spouse professions. What does your spouse do for a living? Um, in like real life, should I tell you what Jar Jar Binks and Jamie do, or is it just stuff We're, I can make it, up? This is the so okay. I'm, I'll paint the picture for you. It's the Regency. You're reincarnated, yeah. but it's back in time. It's the fucking Regency. Okay. And you're okay. a Marquess, or is, well, we don't know. We're gonna find out what you are. Um, but well, you want to have the happiest fucking life, and it's like, do you know what? Um, John Rawls' Veil of Ignorance. Yeah. Yeah. You do know John Rawls, yeah. The Veil of Ignorance? Yeah. Do you want to explain it to me, or do you want me to explain it to you? Uh, galactic Senator. No. <laughs> no. 
John Rawls, the it's the premise one of the professions. Okay, all right. You don't want to talk about the veil of ignorance. That's fine. Uh, Galactic Senator representing Naboo. I don't know if okay. that's important. Rep Naboo. Okay, that's fine. Who else? One other profession. We got to hurry through this. Oh, okay. Sorry, I didn't realize we were hurrying. Um, uh, Diamond Thief. Diamond Thief. Because I feel like then we could be rich, right? Sure. Uh, living situation, basically, like where do you live and swamp, swamp. Mm-hmm. And do you want two of those two? Two of those, yeah. Diamond mine. Diamond mine's pretty good. That'd be perfect for the diamond thief. That makes life a lot easier. Okay, um, and profession. What do you want to be doing? Two of those. Diamond appraiser. Appraiser of diamonds. Or maybe like cutter. Great. And is sex haver a profession? Yeah, sex worker. <laughs> okay. So put sex haver. Sex haver. What about, okay, what does Boss Nass do? He's the boss of the Gungans. Okay, you didn't want that? Um, can I have three? Yeah, fuck it. Yeah, boss of the Gungans. Boss of Gungans. And then I'll allow you to pick two for ride. Okay. Um, well, I have to look this one up if you'll what excuse are you, me for a second. What are you driving? You don't know what Jar Jar drives? Gungan submarine vehicle. This yes. isn't really a Regency, but I guess I'll uh, allow it. The Bongo, the Gungan Bongo. Okay. And give me one more. Horse. Okay, perfect. Okay, so now pick a number between... Who's to say it's not Regency? Okay, it's It fine. could be Regency on, on Naboo. On Gungan. You're right. You're right. I'm sorry. Yeah, we don't know. It's a long time ago in a galaxy far, far right. away. So, yeah, it could be Regency. Um, pick a number between three and ten, please. Four. Okay, so I'm going to try to go through this as fast as I can. One, two, three, four. Your spouse is not the cat-carrying astronomer. Well, that wasn't one I said. Well, I picked a bunch, too. Oh, okay. I didn't realize you were picking a bunch, too. I picked a bunch. You picked a bunch. This is how MASH works. You never played MASH? Um, I, no, I guess not. You remember I did the this ca- one. We did this rem- one. Okay, yeah, he's doing the, the fingers again for the pyramid thing. I can't remember what that's called. Yeah, fortune tellers. We always call them fortune, paper fortune tellers. Well, we're doing it this way. Do you remember the cat carrying? There's a cat carrying astronomer in this book. Lord Pembroke goes to this, like, party that's, like, kind of beneath Oh, him. yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's yes, this, like, yes. it's my favorite character in the book. There's this guy yeah. who's just an astronomer, and, he, like, Lord Pembroke is like, that guy is like a cat. That's his, like, party thing. Yeah, so you're not marrying cat. that guy. Ready? One, two, three, four. It's like that four. guy who walks around Manhattan, and you like go up to him, and you're like, oh, I'm going to take your picture. He's like, no. fuck oh, you, yeah. $30. Yeah, yeah. he has a cat on, a, on his head. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, you're not going, your spouse's profession is not a minor Northumberland landowner whose income amounts to less than 2,000 pounds a year. Oh, thank God. I mean, I'm not marrying exclusively for money, but, you know, I think it would yeah. be nice. Well, 2,000 pounds a year isn't a lot. Okay. It's about what a minor Northumberland landowner would make, as right. we know from But that's moment. been eliminated, right? Yeah, that's eliminated for. Uh, your living situation, you are not holed up in a cow shed with a couple of poachers. Okay. I'm happy for that. One, two, three, four. Your pr- profession is not aged prize fighter. Okay. Uh, your Could profession is not diamond appraiser. What? Your ride is not Gungan Bongo. What? <laughs> your spouse is not Grimes. Oh, okay. Do you remember Grimes from this book? Grimes is in Gri- this one. Grimes was in this one. Elon Musk's yeah. wife. Yeah, Elon Musk's wife is the butler. <laughs> 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 uh, 
One, two, three, four. Uh, your spouse's profession is not galactic senator representing Mabu. Fuck me. One, two, three, four. And your living situation is not a swamp. One, two, three. That's actually probably for the best. Four. Your profession is not bloodthirsty old bear trapper. Okay. One, two, three, four. Your ride is not a horse. Guess what? We've honed it on your ride. It's a carriage. Okay. Pulled by what? I bet it's a Barouche Lando. Pulled by what? Probably horses. Okay. That's fine. Okay, one, two, three, four. Your spouse is not Jar Jar Binks. One. What? I feel like you're doing this on purpose. You've I'm not. All you the picked Jar Jar stuff. I didn't. You picked four. One, two, three, four. Your spouse's profession is not a gamekeeper's cottage at Fenshawn. And it's your profession, profession, your profession is not sex haver. Okay. Uh, one, two, three, four. And we've honed it on your spouse's profession, diamond thief. One, two. We're almost done here. Three, yeah. four. Your profession is not a cuckolded farmhand. That's from this book. Okay. One, two, three, four. Your spouse is not Jamie. Well, she's going to be pretty disappointed about that, I think. I think once she she hears what you end up with, it's going to be pretty good. One, two, three, four. Your spouse is also not old aunt Agatha, so we've honed it on your spouse. Oh, she was so sexy, though. It's Nivens. Nivens. The solicitor. The, yeah. Okay. <laughs> the Nivens is the old solicitor who works for um, the Marquess. Yeah. Um, so we're almost here. Uh, one, two, three, four. Your profession is not the boss of Gungan, so you're a mad nun. <laughs> and... One, two, three, four. Your living situation is not a diamond mine. We've got it. Ready? Yeah. You are married to Nivens, the solicitor, whose profession is diamond thief. Uh, Okay. Well, at least we got that. Your living situation is a sinecure at a comfortable rectory in Kent. That sounds nice, actually. Is Kent nice? It's Kent is lovely. And your personal profession is a mad nun, and you ride in a... Mad hill. Lando carriage. Lando is cool. Yeah. Yeah. And that was Regency Regency Romance Mash. Am I am I meant to do that for you next time? You can if you want. I took a lot of time to to do this for you. Yeah. Yeah. I'll do that for you next time. Feels good. Um, I mean, I'm a little disappointed by some of those things. I mean, the record. Notably, I think. Sinecure and Kent. If I'm going to be honest, what I was gunning for was spouse Jar Jar Binks, spouse's profession, galactic senator. Yeah. No, I could tell. Home, swamp. (laughs) Yeah. I could tell. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Let me read you this passage. Please. Alistair had to choke back a laugh. And who is the circus freak in that metaphor? This is at like one of these like soirees that Alistair kind of he's he's coming out of his shell, yeah. and he goes to these soirees with this like half sister that he otherwise wouldn't go to. But Robin has really kind of pulled him out of his shell here. Yeah. And who is the circus freak in that metaphor? It can't be your sister. Oh, I don't know. He said, affecting a mock philosophical tone. Perhaps we're all circus freaks at the end of the day. Is that from Tacitus too? Okay. Despite his best efforts, Alistair felt a smile tug at his mouth. Were you listening to us? Selby asked brightly. 
Miss Allenby is brilliant. She reads Latin, which is remarkable enough, but she also reads Greek. Right. And I think what uh, Kat Sebastian is asking here, unless I'm wrong, is um, for us to do a segment that we love that's a beloved segment from this podcast called... Let's read from my read thesis. From can I do a can I do a segment really quickly? Yeah, sure. Just yeah. as it's it's related to this passage. Yeah. It's my <gasps> Okay. All right. It's a segment within a segment. Is that from Tacitus too? Yeah. Despite his best efforts, Alistair Felt a smile tug at his mouth. Were you listening to us? Selby asked brightly. Miss Allenby is brilliant. She reads Latin, which is remarkable enough, but she also reads Greek. Mm -hmm. Alistair did not care one jot who read Greek and who didn't. And my burn's on you. Because who gives a shit who reads Greek? All right, okay, that's rude. Do you want to save your burn until after you've read from your thesis, or do you yeah, want to? Yeah, let's read from my thesis. So where did we okay. pick up? Can you? Re- why don't you remind us um, where we got to last time? We read the intro, which is in Greek. It was in Latin. It was in Latin. Um, we talked a little bit about... Do you remember the story? Do you remember what it's called? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's about a horse, right? Vampires? It's not about a horse. No, that's something else. I think there's vampires in it now, too. There's not vampires. I'll just pick up where we left off. Okay. And then just tell, let me know what you think. Are you sure there's not vampires? We talked about vampires a lot last week. While some Greek novels, particularly Longus's Daphnis and Chloe, had by this point established themselves as classics and continued to enjoy attention from artists and scholars, Cataton failed to spark any significant interest until 1876 when Erwin Rode published Der Greikische Roman und sein Vorläufer. That means the Greek novel and its predecessors. Know what it means. Rode single-handedly set the terms for subsequent study of the ancient novel, and he continues to exert an influence despite what turned out to be extensive conjectural <laughs> blunders in his assessment. <laughs> <laughs> There's a footnote here. Do you want to hit up the footnote? Yeah, it's not a footnote, though, right? It's an endnote. It's an endnote, yeah. Let's get to the endnotes. Um, Although new discoveries of manuscripts have often proved him wrong, Rode's importance cannot be underestimated. So I kind of like redeem him here a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As Simon Swain points out in the introduction to his 1909 collection of criticism, Oxford Readings in the Greek novel, Rude's main thesis that the romance grew out of a combination of the love stories of the Hellenistic poets and literature of paradoxography and fantasy travel with a philosophical bent was in no wise affected by the discoveries of the papyrologists. Did you say fantasy travel? Yeah. You know, one good conveyance, means of conveyance for fantasy travel. Gungam Bongo? Gungam Bongo. Yeah. There's always a bigger fish. That's what. Do you want to keep? Do you want to keep going with this, or do you want to save it for next time? It's kind of. I mean, it's pretty engaging, honestly. Okay. One such blunder no, no, was sorry. his misdating of Calero, sorry, sorry, you which he assumed to have been written in the 5th or 6th century. Had Rudd been correct, Caraton's romance, and this is actually key to the whole yeah, point Yeah, you misunderstood my, my point when I said it's really engaging. I was thinking maybe you could spin it off as your own podcast. You think? I think so, yeah. You think I could do a whole podcast on this? I think you... Not a lot of people write about this novel. It's pretty, I think it's you, pretty here, unknown. Here's what I'll say. I think you I mean, could Brian do Reardon a whole podcast about that. definitely made it more popular um, when he published his translations uh, of, of a bunch of Greek novels and kind of included 
Kalara. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not well known, I think. So you think I should do a whole thing? Here's what I tell people about content. Okay. Yeah. Try everything. Okay. Be experimental. Do whatever strikes your your fancy. Yeah. And if it works, it works. If it hits, it hits. Yeah. And if it doesn't, the worst that's going to happen is it gets ignored. Okay. That's great. I mean, unless so, it's problematic. Is Kalara problematic? Kalara, it's extremely problematic. Yeah. Yeah, I think to spin that off into its own show. Yeah. Okay. And then, so we'll it. do another. We're going to do a separate podcast, Tanner and I, called. Um, just no, exploring no, not, my thesis. I don't, I don't think I have time. I'm sorry. You'll have to do it on your own. Okay. Um, well, thank you, Cat Sebastian, for inviting me to read for my thesis. I'm looking forward to um, next time this kind of comes up. We've got a and lot. Thank to you, cover. boring British guy, who wrote that book in 1990. Brian Reardon. Yeah, Brian Reardon. Yeah. <laughs> for for all of American. Your yeah. yeah. Is he American? Yeah, I think so. Oh, okay. Uh, Shall I tell you my burn? Yes. Okay, here's, I got a, can I give you two burns? Yes. Uh, this is on Agatha, who you almost married in uh, Regency Romance Mash. Yeah. Who's like the chaperone for uh, Robin and Louisa, who we haven't talked about much, but like the whole premise of this novel is that Robin is trying to uh, get Louisa introduced into society so right. that she can like find a, do find better a, than she otherwise would have. A match. Aunt Agatha, may I present Lord Pembroke? Charity spoke loud enough to wake the old lady. Eh? Aunt Agatha answered, momentarily startled. Oh, so you're the Marquess. How nice for you. And then she closed her eyes and went back to sleep. <laughs> Pretty good. That is good. That reminds me of you. It does remind me of me. I, I, I would say something witty like that, wouldn't I? Um, and... It reminds me of you when we travel together. <laughs> yeah? Because you're always sleepy. Okay, that's true. Well, we often travel to like Tokyo. <laughs> yeah, it's you not like so that surprising. I was <laughs> so sleepy the whole time. Like literally the whole time. Yeah, there was no time that I wasn't sleepy. Yeah, you slept the entire th- like thirteen hour plane <laughs> yeah. ride there too. <laughs> I think I took some of your "I'm scared on airplane" drugs. <laughs> I think you did too. I think, I think not only did you take some of my I'm scared on airplane drugs, but I think you washed it down with a glass of red wine. <laughs> That'll make anyone sleepy. Yeah. And that's what's called being hooked on synchro. Yeah. Um, I'll just read another quick one and then we'll maybe take a, uh, take a break. Ready? Yeah. Um, so this is like, so the, the big, the big issue of this book, and this really isn't much of a spoiler. It's just like, it's kind of the premise of the novel, but um, the estate, as you will know from your Jane Austen, is entailed upon the male heir. Yes. And so Robert Selby, uh, who is the brother of Louisa, yep. did die. He did die of influenza. And by dying of influenza, that means that the entailment goes into effect and Louisa will never see a fucking penny. And that's why- Their, their cousin- um, yeah. Lord something or other Chester, yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah like we'll, we'll we'll inherit. Checkers. But so that's why Charity Church, who is just like their friend, is pretending to well, be. Well, Charity Church was married to. Yeah, correct. Yes, Robert. Selby. But she is pretending to be a man. Uh, so she's pretending to be him. Yeah. So that so that it, the entailment and doesn't. and they have no they have no designs on this estate. As soon as Louisa is married off. Then they'll just do away with Robert let it all go. and and the but they they need they need to Uncle keep Checkers they need to keep the, the the illusion of the estate 
being like something that she might get so that yep. she can be introduced into society. Yeah. Um, so that's the that's the facts that you need to know. It's all laid out early in the novel uh, for this burn to really hit. You yep. ready? Yep. A boating accident, Charity said, remembering what Alistair had suggested. It seemed so preposterous when he suggested it, but now it was the only way to keep him and Louisa safe. There would be no body. You could get a death certificate if a witness attested to Selby falling overboard. The merest trifle, Keating spat. I gather I'm supposed to be the witness. Keating Fucking is, boats. Um, Keating is... Uh, the butler. Yeah. Keating is, is Charity Church's yeah, friend. No, and butler. thank you for saying that just right at the kind of punchline of the now, book. And now you go back and say the punchline. You want me to go back and say it? Fucking yeah. boats. It's a burn on boats. It's a burn on boats. <laughs> <laughs> Good. <laughs> yeah. You know what's a reliable boat? What? The, the gun and bongo. Yeah. Yep. Uh, let's take a break. Okay. Jackie. That's my name. I want to explore a certain phallus with you. Okay, that's a weird, very weird statement to say to, to almost anyone. In a segment that I think we can probably workshop the name on. Okay. Um, you, you say the segment is called Girth Check. Check. Yeah, I think it. I call it um, "How long that dong?" How it's also the alternate name for it is "How long that dong?" How about this? Okay, Girthworth, and we what? sort of assign a value to it. Girthworth. Yeah, maybe it's like bronze, silver, gold, platinum. Sure, like Ethereum. This is our hit segment. It's called Girth Check. How long that dog? Girth worth. This is where we find out the worth of that girth. Yeah. And okay. That's good. I've only got one passage, really. That I mean, there are a couple. There are a few passages, but there's one that like does more than the others. Okay. Do you want me to read it, or you yes, got please. some? Um, I mean, I can just speculate. That's what would that do for us? Well, I don't know. Okay, speculate based on what you've read of this novel. How how long that dog? What's the worth of that girth? And again, also, we recognize that these terms are relative. Like, it doesn't need to be long to have value. Oh, no. It's just, I don't think it's about length at all. I think it's yeah. about girth. I think this is purely a measurement of, about, of, of girth. Of what? And it's not, it doesn't pertain to sexual, like, satisfaction yeah. at all. Yeah. We are just, like, butchers. We're butchers. Okay. Sizing yeah. up. A okay, slab yeah. of meat. Okay, perfect. Yeah, and the girthier okay. it is, the the higher value it is. That's more, and I the think that higher can, the market value is. We can build that into the lore of the segment. Yeah. Hey, we're the dong butchers. Let's. There's got to be a, a a synonym for penis that starts with B. The bell end butchers. Mm, yeah, I guess. <laughs> Should I look up synonyms for penis? The bingus butchers. Bingus. <laughs> Synonym Don't worry about it. Let's penis. not worry. No, let's not get sidetracked. Let, do you just speculate? No, let's not. Spec. You speculate. We get. Listen we to get this. Passages. Listen to okay, this. Perfect. Listen to this. Perfect. Oxford Dictionary. <sighs> Similar words to penis. Yeah. Phallus. Okay. Male member. Fine. Erection. Fine. Yeah. Pee pee. Fine. Mickey. Huh. <laughs> Lunchbox. Intermittent organ. I just they they so quickly like just swerve off the the path. 
I'm talking about me phallus, me Mickey, <laughs> me lunchbox, me, me intermittent organ. <laughs> <laughs> it's like something out of Peaky Blinders. <laughs> I've never once referred to it as my lunchbox. That's not right. That one's wrong. Okay, we're getting sidetracked. We're lunchbox butchers. Yeah. There's not any really good baloney pony. <laughs> Stop saying stuff like that. Apparently, they call it a birdie in the Philippines. Okay, good. We're the so birdie butchers. So maybe we can be butchers. the birdie butchers. Perfect. And based on your speculation, Tanner, professional birdie butcher, how long that dong? Here's the thing. I read this book. Yeah. I feel like they didn't fixate on Lord Pembroke's dong in a significant enough way to make nope. me think that it is a particularly girthy dong. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say this is grade C dong. Okay. It's bronze. Still good. You can still, yep. you know, you get a lot you of can meat. Still you can fill up that, that lunchbox. To, to Sunday supper, yep. you know? Mm-hmm. But. Allow me to read you a passage. Oh, you hear that? What? Did you hear that sound? Ghost? No, our pipes have started singing. Every time you turn on a pipe, it goes, oh. Oh, and every like time it. it does it, Miles goes, "What that?" <laughs> it's like and Miles, say, it's, it's the, the same pipes. fucking thing. And yeah. and he goes, "Ah!" And I go, "Ah!" <laughs> we all sing along <laughs> together. Just me and the boy in the pipes. That's cute. Yeah, I guess this has been dead dog. Dead dog. Um, let me read you this passage. Mm-hmm. She freed him from his breeches and drew him slowly, inch by inch. I'm sorry for the blue language here. Yeah, I. You know, it's yeah. We're, we're it's frustrating. Um, it's frustrating. We're birdie bushers here, and you know, we're just doing it's our best. It's part of the job. It's part, it's part of, the, of job. the job. And drew him slowly, inch by inch, into her mouth, savoring his heaviness on her tongue. Okay, so heavy. enjoying every groan and shudder she elicited from him. Even if things went horribly awry, they would have this. They would have one another. They would have the way their bodies connected. She only hoped it would be spoiled by shame and resentment. Heaviness kind of stuck heavy out is, at heavy is because heavy is, is like a brick. Is heavy. Here's the problem, though. Yeah. Jack, is we're not in the business of density. Yeah, we're in the business of girth. Yeah, so maybe it doesn't. It could just be very dense. It could be very small and flat and but, dense, but heavy. dense. Yeah. Yeah. But heavy, uh, to me, like, let's talk about what heavy is. I think a brick is heavy. That could be augmented, too, though. I think, like, a... You can have, like, nickels taped around it. big piece of salami is not heavy. Do you That's see what I'm true. saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Do you think, he's, you think he's augmenting? I don't know. It doesn't say. It doesn't go into it. The novel has a lot of sexy It was heavy in her stuff. mouth and tasted like nickels. It doesn't say that. It doesn't? No, it doesn't say tasted like nickels. Okay. Yeah. I still have the um, Wiktionary page for dick synonyms up. That's Master John Goodfellow. I hope you have to give like a Zoom presentation for work tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) Master John Goodfellow. Yeah. Um, Piece of pork, isn't it? Shall we talk about the um, sexual interactions that they have? Um, No. 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 Okay. You want to skip it. No, no, no. I don't want to skip it. I just want to sanitize it. No, no. It. Yes. No, I do yeah. too. Yeah. No, and this is a segment that we have. It's called Two Prude Dudes. Yeah. And we, um, we're, we're repressed. Yeah. Well, and a lot um, of people listen to the podcast at the dinner table. Well, yeah. it's it, We do it. I mean, we're, are we heroes? I don't know. I But we do it yes. for a lot of reasons. Yeah. One of the reasons is because Jack is a repressed British man. I'm a 
uh, repressed good down home Midwestern boy. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not here to we're not here to talk about sex. We, we want just do our it. listeners who may not have read the book to experience what we experienced on your behalf, but in a way that what's a hipponym? Uh, a horse, something that is a name for a horse. That's just based on my Greek. Hippo is horse and nim is name. So Oh, it looks like it's maybe is... a synonym that includes the original word. <coughs> okay. H- Macro penis, super H-I-P-P-O? cock, horse cock, micro penis, pencil dick. What are you H Y P O N Y M S. Please. Wait, wait. H Y P O. Hooponin. That's okay. Sorry. No, it's pronounced hipponym, but hoopo means over. So it's like beyond. A name that's like beyond. So it's the word, but extended. Yeah. So it includes dick and cock. Yeah. Stop saying these things to me. <laughs> <laughs> and what's a meronym? A mira, mira is a wonder oh, or a mar- something marvelous. Cock, uh, glans, piss slit. Okay, stop it. Please stop <laughs> saying these things to me. Please. And meetus. Please, please stop saying these things to me. <laughs> meetus. <laughs> please stop. You think that's where Weedus got their name? <laughs> Um, we, uh, people like to, uh, uh, listen to the show at the dinner table with their families and we want to let them know what happened, what we experienced, but in a way that's family friendly. So yeah. we're going to take a passage from the novel and we're going to make a few tweaks to make it family friendly. That's what we do. That's what we do. Do you want me to, to read one or do you have one you'd like to read? I would like you to read one. Okay, I'm just going to read the one, the first one I pulled out here, and we'll just do what a good editor does. Yeah, I'm going to have this this Cat's page full of synonyms for dick ready to go. That's perfect. I don't think you'll need it. Oh, okay. Should I pull up the synonym for vagina? Well, it depends on which passage I read. Do you want me to read the really dirty one, or do you want me to, me to read the... Um... <laughs> <laughs> what are you laughing at? One of the synonyms for vagina is just life force. <laughs> Who fucking wrote this? It's like no one's called the vagina the life force. No one force. has ever said that. It's like some fucking like, like overly like simp <laughs> thesaurus writer. What do you want me to read? The dirty one or the fun one? Um, dirty. Okay, fine. You what you want to do the front? Do you want to do the no? Front it's one? fine. I'm reading it. He ready? He leaned forward and kissed the corner of her mouth. That we can't already can't have that. Kiss the. He can't kiss anything. I think. Well, I think he kiss like someone's ring. It's like a sign of submission. He kissed her ring. He kissed. Fealty. Let's just. I think kissed is already too. Kiss is tough. Kick. Kicked the corner. Oh, a corner kick. Corner kick, yep. That's a thing in kick the martial arts. Soccer. In soccer, yep. He leaned forward and kicked the corner kick. Yep. Where her lips turned up in a small, brave smile. I guess she's the goalkeeper. She's the goalkeeper, and she thinks she can block this one. Okay, so I'll just get, add a, a full stop there. He leaned forward and kicked the corner kick. Her lips turned up in a small, brave smile. She's the goalkeeper. He had her on the bed before he could think better of it, and she pulled him down on top of her, parting her legs so he could settle against her where they both needed it. That, <laughs> Technically, <laughs> that's just... That's all fine? <laughs> uh, okay. Semantically, How? that's all fine? Oh, yeah. But for our purposes, we can't have almost any of it. Yeah. 
He had her God, on the ground. I gra- gotta stop looking. I have to navigate Please away from this list of stop. vagina synonyms. Yeah. So distracting. Yeah. Some of them are just... I don't want any obscene. of them. Obscene. Yeah. Stench trench. Please stop it! That's like the other guy who wrote that thesaurus entry. <laughs> <laughs> That's the, like, make The asshole. Guy. He's yeah. like, what's this life force shit, man? <laughs> you know what I call it. Yeah. But yeah, you have no idea what you call it, dude. Okay. He had her, um... He had her in the grass. He had her... He had her in the grass before she could think better of it. No? Sorry, I wasn't paying attention. Can you Please go back? Stop. I I then I navigated away from the vagina page and navigated to the testicles page. Please and stop. one of the testicles one is chicken nuggets. Okay, are you done? And I just feel like who's ever generating this list is like making it up as they go. But you're enabling them in a way. I guess. Don't you think? Yeah. Don't you think that you're enabling them? Who's ever them? called it chicken nuggets? You now you and this other person. I gotta who start. You, whom you are Profiteroles. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Let's go ahead. Let's move on. Profiteroles is one? <laughs> okay. Turn it off. This it's you it's like a conversation between you and this person who <laughs> <laughs> shouldn't have done it. Alright. Well, so she's in the she's in the goal box. Yeah. Uh, she's got a corner kick coming right at her. Yeah. He's got to bend it like Beckham if he wants that to get in the net. Yeah, and she's parting her legs so he could settle against her where they both needed it. Maybe parting her legs. Yeah, parting her legs is fine. That's fine. Um, so he could. So the ball. Shoot see, the ball. I think, you know what? This whole it. thing is bad because it feels like a metaphor. Like kicking a ball in the goal yeah, is already too sexy. Too Soccer's sexy. already too sexy. Right. Let's not have any of that. Let's go Let's go as technical as possible yeah. here. Um, what else could they be doing? What about what's um what is what's the best vehicle for riding around on Gunga? It's a good question. It kind of depends whether or not you're talking about the um, Nabu knees, like the the humans who live on Naboo. No, in which Gunga. case I would say it's one of the um, the Nabu starfighters. Yeah. Uh, but if we're talking about Gungans yeah. living underwater, uh, I would say probably the Gungan. Um, bongo. Yeah. Let's so let's go with that. Okay. He let's start from the beginning again. He leaned forward and opened the corner of the Gungan Bongo. Seems fine. It's kind of a it's a triangle shaped sea vessel, so it would yeah. be all corners. Her lips turned up in a small brave smile. It's fine. He had her in the Gungan Bongo before he could think better of it. That's kind of what happened to Qui Gon and Obi Wan. <laughs> am I right? <laughs> exactly. And she pulled down the door. That makes sense. Uh, parting the um, steering mechanism so she could settle against it where they both needed it. It's fine. Yeah. Bowing his head, he took her mouth in a hard, punishing kiss. And that's... Cat, Sebastian, please work with us. Just work okay, with us. Okay, so here's us. what happens. When Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan get in the bongo... Uh-huh. Shortly thereafter, they are attacked by a big fish with a hard punishing mouth. Yeah, or hard punishing. What was the what was the phrase? Um, hard punishing. A hard punishing bite. Bowing his head, he took her mouth in a hard punishing kiss. So maybe it's like navigating fish. the bongo. Yeah, they had to avoid some the um, a hard punishing bite from a bite from big fish. Yeah. She seemed to understand, biting his lip and digging her fingertips into his shoulders, biting the uh, bongo. The fish seemed to understand, digging its teeth teeth into the bongo. Bongo. 
Not only pleasure, but also a little bit of pain. That's fine. Yeah. He pulled off her cravat and opened her shirt and waistcoat. Seems fine. If you got a bail, if you got a bail out. Okay. Of the bongo. I'll you don't want you don't want loose fitting clothes when you're trying to swim to the surface, okay. you know? She was beautiful, spread out beneath him her creamy best her creamy breasts bare beside the Absolutely white linen not. of her shirt and the dark silk of her waistcoat. Absolutely not. No, I don't know awful. if there's a way we can sanitize that. I think we just need to excise it. Let's just cut it. We're gonna let's just cut it. We're gonna cut that. Yeah. Okay. So we've cut that. So um so far they're bailing from the bongo. Um, it was more erotic. They're than thinking any... about it. They're thinking they're th- about it. They're going to bail. They're thinking about bailing, but they've taken off some of their their stuff. So they preparing can... to they've bail. They've got those right. like little like things in their mouth where it's like they can breathe underwater. Yeah. Yep. Um, okay. Good. All right. So we're just going to cut that, um, and we'll move to the next sentence. It was more erotic than any sight he had ever allowed himself to imagine. Scary. Scary. It was scarier than any sight he had ever allowed more himself scary. to imagine. More scary. Than any sight he had ever allowed himself to imagine, he sat back on his knees to better admire the sight. She was, breathing. and you know, I think what he's talking about there is when that bigger fish comes. And yeah, and then eats another the big fish one comes and eating eats the bongo. The, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Yep. there's always. So does somebody say there's always a bigger fish? Yep, Qui Gon. Yeah. Qui Gon says that. Yes. Okay, good. This is good. I think this is really working for us now. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. She was breathing heavily. Her small, perfect breasts rising towards him with every inhalation. Mm-hmm. It's probably fine. They're you know they're scared. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess that's true. It's reverently, clinical. Reverently, he skimmed his hand down her shoulder, cupping her breast, thumbing her nipple. A small sigh of satisfaction escaped her lips, and he felt his. What? He felt it. It's a word that means um, a male chicken. Oh, master, master John Goodfellow. The master, I like. A master gungan. Um, oh, boss nass. Okay, yeah. He felt boss nass throb in response. Boss nass has been with them the whole time? <laughs> I guess in this, yeah. I don't even think there's that many seats on a bongo. So wait, tell me if this works. Reverently, he skimmed his hand down her shoulder, cupping her breast. We absolutely cannot have that. And thumbing her nipple. We absolutely cannot no, have that. No, 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 no. Um, cupping her... Breathing apparatus? What about that little rat tail? You know how they grow the Padawan Jedi's grow little rat tails. Okay, yeah, cup, cupping her Padawan like right over here, like rat behind tail. her ear. Yeah, pulling on it. Yeah, gently pulling on, pulling on her Padawan rat tail. Mm-hmm. A small sigh of satisfaction escaped her lips, and they felt Boss Nass throb yeah. in response. Yeah, they noticed Bro- Boss Nass was there. That seems fine. Okay, um, I want to see you. She said, "That's okay, right?" I mean, divorce from context, it doesn't make much sense, but yeah. Okay. Take off your clothes. Well, I, I mean, that could be sort of a she's talking to Boss bailing Nass out now. again. Yeah. She said, she's turned to Boss Nass. She's like, hey, you got to take your clothes off too. We got to bail. Okay. And so he did, drinking in her frankly appraising stare. Then he knelt between her legs and gave Boss Nass a few leisurely strokes. Seems pretty charged. <laughs> Gave gave Boss Nass something is fine. What's the Gungan currency? Great question. <laughs> Gungan currency. <laughs> currency unknown. Okay, gave Boss Nass a few bars of the unknown Gungan <laughs> unknown currency. Unknown currency. Yeah. Wait, possibly galactic. It's just the galactic credit standard. Okay, gave Boss. Okay, there we go. Okay, that's fine. 
Then he knelt between her legs and gave Boss Nest a few collecting collect- credits. credits. Yeah. Any other requests? She eyed him for another long moment. That's fine. Now take off my clothes. Okay. Bet you were okay with this? I mean, I get it's, if it's still in the context of bailing out of the ship because yeah. we got. I think it is. Yeah. Yeah. Because you can't wear you can't wear like your. You don't want to be wearing loose fitting clothes if you're yeah. trying to swim to the surface, even if you have a rebreather, which I think is what those Jedi things are called. Okay. He spent a good deal more time undressing her than he had himself. That's fine. Kissing all the more interesting parts as he expo- as we can't absolutely cannot have that. No. It's not kissing anything. Can we just say kissing, that? Kissing is too close. Kissing is like pot. It's like a gateway. It's a gateway. Yeah. Sex thing. Yeah. It always leads to other stuff that we're not comfortable discussing. Yeah. So let's say that he was, I guess we could reintroduce the kicking uh, corner kick. Oh, yeah. that No, that's no. We, we abandoned that because it felt right. too sexual. Right. Uh, but kicking aside all of her clothes as they swam to the surface, I think. That's fine. fine. That's good. Yeah. Okay. He braced himself. So now they're on the surface of Naboo. He braced himself over her on one forearm and notched Boss Nass at her entrance. Okay. Notched Boss Nass at her entrance? That doesn't make any sense at all. No, that's nonsense. Cat? Jesus, Come on. cat. Um, I guess it's the entrance to... What's the the uh, the world that... like when they Remember when they go in, like, Boss Nass is like... They, like, they go into his antechambers? So he, like, bowed to Boss Nass. Oh, in, um... It's, like, Oto underwater. Gunga. In Otogunga. In, okay, so, and so... And bowed to Boss Nass at the entrance of Otogunga. Yeah, okay. That seems fine, right? Yeah. Okay, we're almost fine. here. He chased from his mind any thoughts of the future. That seems fine. Concentrating instead on the purr of contentment she made as he... S- it says here, slid into her inch by inch, and I don't think that's okay. Oh, slid into the into uh, Otogunga. Inch by inch? It's a little charged. He went dick first. <laughs> that's a power move. Actually, that's probably fine. What he's trying to do is he's trying to establish kind of like his, like himself at the top of the, the that food seems chain fine. You're sitting there. You're Boss Nass. You're sitting on your throne. You've yeah. got that bubble wall. Yeah. Because like all of Otogunga's bubbles. You, you've been, it's been announced that you have visitors. Yeah. You, you look with anticipation at the bubble wall. Yeah. In front of you, your boss Nass, keep in mind. Yeah. No, I've, and I've got it. Yeah. What do you see come through the bubble wall? Erect penis. Yeah. It's heavy. And you're just like, oh, oh. Okay. and it's, and it's covered in nickels. <laughs> like bedazzled with nickels. Okay. And you're just I, like, okay, I'm, I'm real. I'm dealing with the, I'm, I'm dealing with the real deal here. I think we did this. Yeah. Oto Gungo was wet and soft and tight as it accommodated Boss Nass and the gang. And his vis- and his colleagues. It was lithe and supple beneath him. Um, it was his, goddammit, no matter what. Even if they never did this again. Wait, what? The- at least he would be hers. Good. We did it. That was lovely. It was a fun little story. Yeah, and I got to, I got to really um, exercise my... Frankly, atrophying uh, Gungan knowledge. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm glad we had you here for that. Yeah. It's been too long since I've really got to explore that space. Um, but I'm glad I got the opportunity. We're going to go now. Um, I guess just very quickly. We don't yeah. really have time to get into it. But just to sort of add to the mythology, um, go ahead and assume Gungans are part of the narrative universe that is 
loving the time of horses. Oh yeah, we didn't have time to um, do our romance novel that we're, Tanner and I are working on, which is called Love in the Time of Horses. We'll be back with but it. But I guess week. like instead of adding to the book, we will add yeah. to the Bible and. I yeah, we'll add to the Bible. That the Gungans and Gungans are in it. Yeah, uh, Oto Gunga are part of. That's a really this, good point. The story. Okay, I would like Tanner to thank you very much for bearing with me this week. You're welcome. I would like to thank our listeners. The um, what do we call? We got to come up with a better name than Sex Pots. What is it called when you? Um, oh, we've got a whole list of names here. No, we can't say penis or vagina things. What about <laughs> uh, the the Master John Goodfellas? I was thinking like love children. <laughs> Wait, what was the really funny vagina one that I No, liked? I we can't have that. Let's forget it. I'd like to thank our listeners the for life bearing forces. with us. <laughs> the life I would like to thank our listeners very much for bearing with us. We're gonna figure out a thing that we call you. Um please do remember to subscribe to our Patreon. It, it's um it helps to support the show, um, which takes um a surprising amount of time and effort. This for us to do. Um, I read these dang romance novels each week. Uh, so if you do subscribe to our Patreon for just $5 a month, um, we're currently reading the Sweet Valley Twins books. It's oh, tons of yes. fun. Yes. Yes. Um, I think we still do a song every week. I think we still do a song every week. And uh, it's a great way to support what we do. Um, you can also uh, support us by uh, just going to our support page. Yeah. Which you can find at bit.ly slash rattlesnake jake and i would like to say very specifically thank you to aaron cat samantha anna and Catherine for supporting us through bit.ly slash rattlesnake jake um yeah we really appreciate that it's a wonderful way to support the show um but you can also do it by going to our patreon patreon.com slash bscc podcast and getting a whole other show where we sing the descriptions yeah um, or you can do both and please buy our merch, bit.ly slash BSCC merch, and join our Facebook group. It's called Baby Nation. It's on Facebook. Everybody is nice in there and good, and also very nice and very good and nice. So what are you doing? Me? I'm in it. I know. I'm talking to the listeners. I'm in the group. And finally, rate and review our show, Apple Podcasts. Um, yeah, follow it everywhere you follow podcasts. Follow it everywhere you follow podcasts. Subscribe. Sticker, if you don't subscribe, Spotify. subscribe. It's really helpful to us if you subscribe and tell a friend about the show. And we, you can send them. I don't know if you remember back to the beginning of the season, but we put up a little promo spot to kind of tease the show and, and yeah. let people who may not be familiar with us kind of in on in Yeah, on if you have friends jokes, who love romance so. novels and you want to get them into send the them show, send them that teaser. Send them that teaser. That's a really good idea. Yeah. All that remains is for me to say that this week we read a novel. The novel that we read was called Unmasked by the Marquess, the mm. Regency Imposters, book one by Cat Sebastian. Mm-hmm. Next week, we're going to be reading a Not little- Not human Sebastian. Yeah, it's by Cat Sebastian. Right, okay. Next week, we're going to be reading a little book called Grim Space by Anne Aguirre. Our first sci-fi- Wade into- sci-fi romance which apparently is an entire subgenre of romance yeah, it looks awesome i'm really excited to delve into that it's very sexy all that remains is for me to say that my name this week has been jack alexander shepherd tanner um and this is strange bedfellows we don't have an outro goodbye we might be childhood friends and i might drag it around the bend but i'm sure it's crazy kids so i get out in the
he leaned forward and opened the corner of the Gungan Bongo. Her lips turned up in a small, brave smile. He had her in the Gungan Bongo before he could think about it. This was similar to what happened with Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan. She pulled down the door, parting the steering mechanism so she could settle against it where they both needed. Navigating the bongo again, they had to avoid a hard, punishing bite from a big fish. The fish seemed intuitively to understand what was happening, turning suddenly to dig its teeth into the bongo. Not only pleasure on this trip through Naboo's waterways, but also a little bit of pain. He pulled off her cravat and waistcoat. They were clearly going to have to bail out of the bongo, and their loose-fitting clothes were going to be a liability. What he saw through the glass of the cockpit bubble was more scary than any sight he had ever allowed himself to imagine. He sat back on his knees to better admire the sight. There's always a bigger fish. She was breathing heavily, her small, perfect breasts rising with every inhalation. It was from fear of the fish. Reverently, he skimmed his hand down her shoulder, gently pulling on her Padawan rat tail. A small sigh of satisfaction escaped her lips, and they felt Boss Nass throb in response. That's right. Boss Nass had been there the whole time. I want to see you, she said to Boss Nass. Take off your clothes. We've got a bail from this bongo. And so he did, taking in her appraising stare. Then Alistair knelt between her legs and gave Boss Nass a few galactic credits. Any other requests? She eyed him for another long moment. Now take off my clothes. Our rebreathers won't be much good to us if our loose-fitting clothes are dragging us down during our escape. He spent a good deal more time undressing her than he had himself. And he wasn't kissing anything. Kissing is a gateway that always leads to other stuff. Instead, he kicked aside all her discarded clothes as they swam towards Otogunga. Once they reached the entrance of Otogunga, he braced himself over her on one forearm and bowed to Boss Nass. He chased from his mind any thoughts of the future, concentrating instead on the purr of contentment she made as he slid into Otogunga, inch by inch. Otogunga was wet and soft as it accommodated Boss Nass and his colleagues. It was lithe and supple beneath the group. And now, it was his God damn it. No matter what. That's right. They had passed through the bubble-like hydrostatic force fields that made up the entrance to Gungan City. Be very. 